Is anyone here? What did you find? You are listening to Supernatural Confessions. Why? Why did Dracula did not attend the corporate annual general meeting? Why didn't Dracula, the corporate AGM? Dracula, yeah. Why didn't Dracula attend his company's AGM? His company's AGM. Yes. Why he did didn't, he? Or why, why didn't didn't he? didn't he? Give up? Because he did not want to meet the stakeholders. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I got that one. I, I actually got that one. <laughs> Yo, come on, uh, we gotta give it to him, lah. Not not every week, right? Not every week. Every week is my job. Now this this time around, he he took one. Okay. I know. I I can't laugh on like cue. <laughs> I can't do it. <laughs> okay. Right, what, what do you guys what do you guys been up to in a, in a week? I want to ask but, uh, him. My cap has to be white, okay? Because it has to match my my earphones and then headphones and then it also has to match my t-shirt because I'm usually in white. Wow. Wow. Okay, okay, I, I see what I can do. I'll I, I try to paint it white or something with a with a with a paint or something like Mala, that. Mala, you just get white now. I want black stitch I want the black stitching. Okay, ma? I, who's who's sorry, wearing a I white t shirt? What? <laughs> okay, okay. The, the black one. Oh, the black one will be the standard one. The white one will be limited edition. Okay, hundred pieces black, only. You got M O Q to meet. You know, you want to change color? You got to hundred to put. So in. there should be there should be two camps. You're gonna have the supernatural, and then you're gonna have the super rational. And all the super rational people should buy white because on the back it's gonna say super rational. Okay. And then for the supernatural, mm. all of you wear black, lah. Okay lah. So we have two caps, Kim. One is supernatural confessions, black, and one is super super rational confessions, white. Okay. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm, I'm just gonna like nod that. my head lah. No. Okay. <laughs> but for him, it's one year in, one year out. Yeah. Bole, <laughs> Okay. So, uh, Kim, what do what do you have planned for us today this evening? Uh, the jokes or the cerita hantu? That. <laughs> 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 the ghost stories, lah. <laughs> the confession. That's what people oh, sorry, are here sorry, for, sorry. right? Okay. Uh, for today, we have uh, quite a similar amount of confession and plus uh, know your hantu mm. in the middle. Uh, but one we do have uh, somebody who have been to the prison and uh, experienced something there. All right. A uh, prison itself is already a scary place, but I wanted to know more because it's a place that our fellow brother here, Joe. Is very familiar with. So after we listen to that, yeah, I'm I'm in and out of prisons yeah, all the time, bro. Yeah. I just never so, learned. So, so people who are listening in, uh, Joe is in and out of uh, prison daily. Is because he works there, not because he's the <laughs> bad boy like he claims himself. Okay, so he claims himself. bro. No support whatsoever. People like, wow, this Joe, ex con, see tattoo lah. Bold lah. That's why he keep himself bold. Is because he's in and out prison all every day, all day every day. You know, so he don't want to trouble the 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 officer there and whatnot. Like so, um, that is the first confession. Then the second confession will be voiced by Sonia talking about a story all the way from Japan. Uh, that followed Please by No Yohanto. No, that's that's followed by uh, No Yohanto. No, that followed by No Yohanto, which is also related to the stories that. Sonia will tell. And mm-hmm. last, we will wrap it up with something from Malaysia, which is in Genting Highland. Wow. Oh, I love Genting. 
Okay, I mean, the Genting story, I think I'm sure a lot of us who are listening in right now, you're all fans of ghost stories. I, I bet many of you would have heard some stories coming out of Genting, either through, through books or through uh, somebody you know saying he knows somebody and sharing a story. Uh, so Genting is a hot bit for a lot of supernatural hauntings. Mm. I got something to share with you ah, guys. See, well. So later when the Genting. Oh, from, from Genting? From Genting, Genting yeah. Island story. Is it Genting? Is it Genting or Genting? Genting. Genting. Genting Island. Genting. 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 <laughs> I, I, I like Genting rolls off the Gen- tongue better than Genting. Genting, Genting, Genting Island. Uh, Sonia, there's a Lusu 79 yeah. asking you, where is your B cup? <laughs> <laughs> they're safe. They're, they're, they're kept very safe. Um, there were a couple of questions I earlier as well. Let me see. Sonia, favorite color is white. Uh, yeah. So I can't. I, I to this day I've been asking for help to figure out how to write comments under this live chat for YouTube. And for the life of me, I can't figure it out because I, I I've had a YouTube account for the longest time, and I can't seem to comment. So ask the questions. I can read the questions, but I can't. Um, type my answers in. I like white and black, uh, but mostly white. Black is for when I hike and I urbex. Because, you know... Are we, are we still talking about clothes SPG. and colour? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we, okay, okay, yeah. We're talking about clothes and colour. Oh, sorry, SPG, I, I thought you were talking about something else. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, I go and wear my sarong first. So anyway... Look. Uh, yeah, so that's the reason why you don't see me in that, in that comment section, so... Other than the big mug from Sonia, there's a big bottle too. Yes, I drink out. I'm very, a bit dehydrated today, so uh, water will it? It'll have to be water. See, I look so tired, right? Mm. No, no, not at all. You look lovely still. Mm. There's nothing wrong with how you look right now, Sonia. Can you all hear Elvin <laughs> chuckling in the background? <laughs> no, they cannot hear. We only only we can. Uh, yeah, it's it's not me. It's yeah, Elvin's chuckling, but we're not because because you know we we, we, we mean it. We mean what we say. Hey. Also, you guys have a new show, right? Boys. Okay, get ready. The get boys. Ready to sing the jingle. Oh, yeah, Where's the jingle? yeah. We'll get. We'll okay, get so it's, the I got to sing it, like Joe. I, wait, wait, wait. No, no, it's freaking, you know, we all should sing it, but bloody Kim doesn't sing it because it's above him and he can't get that low, uh, that high pitch. <laughs> Like, okay, wait, it's not fair. Wait, let's tell, let's tell the audience what it is that we are talking about because most of them will be lost, right? So, uh, on Supernatural Confessions YouTube page, uh, on the channel itself, we have multiple shows. We have a show, it's called Where is Chichi? We have a show, it's called uh, Supernatural Confessions Recon. And each of these shows have a different purpose. Like, Where is Chichi? is about Chichi, a friend of ours, going out there, solo adventure to haunted places and trying to elicit response from the ghost. Supernatural Confessions Recon, which is uh, helmed by uh, lead guide Sonia, uh, happens once every month where we go to places with a dark past and we document our our adventure there. Uh, the boys, the boys meaning uh, Kim, uh, Joe and Elvin De Cruz, who's um, running this, this op- uh, stream behind the scenes, they started a new show on Monday, uh, streaming themselves playing horror computer games because to them they're training up to be paranormal investigators so last week that's correct they played a game that uh teaches them or gets them to put the role in uh, put themselves in the role of investigator and go to haunted places and document and they decided to die every round 
every time, every time we, we die, die. Mati. That's right. Confirm yeah, so Mati. I, How to trust I'm not going to go any haunted place, yeah. even the slightest. Like people yeah, are like, oh, so I've seen Toyol here. I'm not going to go there too. I, I, was, I was going to say, I understand why they're doing it in that world. Because they can't in the real. <laughs> yes, yes, Sonia, yes. I'm gonna say yes. I'm not. Gonna, I'm not even gonna deny no, that. Yes. No, don't don't yes. say that. <laughs> uh, Kim, don't get too excited because remember that promise you made me when when I the borders um, when the borders I, open I up. You, you and anything. me, you and I, we are going to stay together no. in the hotel room, and we are going to investigate no. as bros, no. bro. <laughs> <laughs> But if, if you watch our stream on, on Phasmophobia, um, you know, you will realize why you should never get Kim, Elvin, and Joe to investigate anything remotely paranormal because we die every <laughs> single time. <laughs> and, what, and I what think was, what was really scary was that. Oh, I think my, my, my stream got, got hung. Did yes. you guys hear me? Who got hung? Okay, so I, I'm all good, right? Not, not, not hanging. Um, <laughs> The title of you know the thing is I take pride in naming all my shows, and <laughs> this one show apparently I was outvoted four yes, to one. You were four and to one. The, the guys went with this title, and I guys want you guys as an audience to <laughs> chime in. Let us know if you agree or disagree. Is this a good title? Say yes. If it's a bad title, say boo. Okay. They call the title of this show. Hantu, hantu, hunters. <laughs> and, it, and it has it has to be in that particular tone and voice. It can't be hantu, hantu, hunters. No, it can't be like that. It's got to be hantu, hantu, hunters. It has to be, it, like it starts off a little bit low and then and goes it higher and higher and higher and it just trails into the distance. Uh, so let us know if you think that's a good title or a bad title, and uh, we'll see based on your votes if that title is going to stay. Hantu, it's hantu, staying. hunters. It's okay. already We're still keeping done. it. <laughs> okay, it's let's get straight jingle. to... It's a jingle, all right? It's, it's a bit of a earworm as well. Okay, let's get straight to our first confession for tonight. Um, Alvin, take it away. Door Faulty by Ken Lee Chow. Back in the days, death was a common scene in the prisons. Some were wrongly accused. Some had been bullied by officers or inmates and suffered mental breakdowns. Some have been manhandled by officers or have had their wife, girlfriend run away and not being able to handle the anguish, they committed suicide. The old Queenstown Remand prison was quite run down and there were not many CCTVs around to monitor the premises. The death toll due to the above-mentioned sufferings was just as high. At times, you could see a piece of paper pasted outside one particular cell with the notice, Door Faulty. The officers would leave that cell empty, no matter how full the prison was. The first time I stepped into Queenstown Remand, my impression of it was how old it was. In the beginning, we would be put in a cage, a large cell that would hold many inmates at the same time and just down the walkway would be our bathing area. At night, the prison would be so quiet that you could basically hear the faintest of sounds and being a fresh inmate, sleep came slow. So I had a chat with a few of the other inmates. Some were old-timers and they shared their experiences and stories of the things they have heard. In the middle of the night, it started with the sound of dripping water. 
so slowly dripping that you will think perhaps the old taps were faulty, but it would then gradually increase and sound like someone was taking a shower. A few of us looked at each other and quickly covered ourselves with blankets and tried to shut our eyes and sleep. We knew that there would be no one around that time and if the officers were doing their rounds, we would hear the sounds of their keys clinking as they walked. The next day, before we could speak about our experience from the night before, we were called down and informed that we will be relocated into cells while waiting for a court hearing. I was relocated with a Malaysian guy and an Indonesian drug addict. When we were climbing up the stairs, we saw a door with a door faulty notice outside and it looked really eerie and we had to stay right next to it. When we had settled down, we asked each other if we thought the door was really faulty. We brushed it aside, but for the first few nights, we could hear something that sounded like a soft knock, followed by the toilet flushing. We figured it was an old place and the cells would automatically flush when the water level got too full or something. A few days later, during our yard activity time, we had the opportunity to chat with everyone on that row and the other cell next to the door faulty cell. They too claimed to have heard the same things we did, but they thought it was us who were knocking on the wall and flushing the toilet. We swore that it wasn't us, as the drug addict was suffering from some withdrawal symptoms and the other two of us were tired. That night, we spoke about the sounds again and the Indonesian guy said, okay, let's wait up tonight. If it's from the cell on the other side, the knocking should be soft. We were one cell apart, but the sounds were so close that it sounded it was coming from next door. When the flushing began, the Indonesian guy banged on the wall hard and guess what? The cell next door too started banging hard on the walls. We were so damn scared and looked at each other and quickly lay down and cover ourselves. The thud, thud, thud from the knocking went on for a while and gradually went back to soft knocking. The next day at the yard, we spoke about what happened and the next cell said they too heard the banging of walls and again thought it was coming from us. We told them that if it was us, it would sound hollow since we were a cell apart and there would be an echo. But the ones we heard were very solid banging. We asked around and someone told us that that particular cell used to be occupied. But one day, an inmate waited till all his cellmates had gone out to receive visits and when he was alone, he jammed his shirt between the door to create a loop and hung himself using the shirt. He had been wrongly accused and had chosen to end his life. After that day, whoever stayed in the cell would not even last one night, and eventually the officers had to permanently shut off that cell with the door faulty notice. Whew. Mm. Okay. Guys, uh, Queenstown Remand Prison is no longer in the location. Right now, if you look at the Google Maps, Queenstown Remand Prison is a flat piece of land. That place has yes. been torn down. It was demolished in 2010. Right. Mm. Um, the thing about this kind of stories, uh, Remand Prison and all that, um, I can neither confirm nor deny if that I have ever been um, exploring an abandoned prison. 
And in that prison, there's a block that was extremely haunted. And we, by by we, I mean the other trespasser in this group that you guys know is actually Sonia. We actually conducted an investigation and we actually found and documented a lot of hauntings. The only reason we cannot produce this video is because nobody's supposed to be in that building, right? Uh, but there is a lot of residual energy in prisons like that because of the nature of Hawaii and how people are actually kept there. There's, there's uh, wrongdoings, there's grievances, and in this case, uh, what Ken Lee has said, someone died there under a very unjust uh, circumstances. And the we spirit... always talk about the energy, right? The, yeah. the kind of energy mm. in places like that. Mm. So I've got my own theory about what haunting this is. But before I share with you what I feel, I, I believe is the, the nature of this haunting, let's open the discussion to the rest of my co-hosts. Uh, who wants to go first? Feel free. I wanna. I think yeah, Joe yeah, should wanna... set. I think Joe should set the stage yeah. because because of the nature of his work and where you go so frequently yeah. for for it. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I I hate prisons. Prisons aren't a nice place to be in. Um. I think I've had the displeasure and pleasure of being in almost every prison in Western Australia for for work. Um. And you know I think it's. They're not nice places to be in. Um, people who go to prison, especially those who are there for the first time, always report having a very hard time. Yeah, but look, in terms of the story, right? So what I'm what I'm hearing Kentley Chow actually saying was that he's hearing a lot of noises. Now you know, but the very you know, prisons, most prisons are quite kind of like even though you know, cells are small and so on and so forth. They, they're usually quite large and airy on the inside. And so sound travels quite, in, sound travels in very strange ways in prison. So look, I, I do group therapy in, 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 um, in some of the maximum prisons in Western Australia. And I, and I, and I work off a, in, a, in a small demountable, a small little kind of office. And you know, when someone unlocks the gate right outside of my, my little office, it really sounds like that gate is getting unlocked from a completely different direction. And so for me, I'm, I'm wondering for, 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 for this story, if this is a case of sound just traveling through the entire prison and, you know, and, and people are already in a very high state of emotionality when they're in prison, right? They might be very upset um, some of them are going through mental health issues. So people typically are in a very right state of mind. And, you know, especially first new environment, people are not sleeping. The mind is kind of going so many places at the same time. So there you go, you know. It could very well be that people are misinterpreting this. However, having said that, I have heard ghost stories in almost every single prison in Western Australia as well. So, and not just sounds, people seeing apparitions. In Whoa, there. you're going to share this kind of stories? You can't just leave it hanging like yeah, that. Man. That's I, right. We need a Again, I, I, I don't know what else to Maybe. say, Joe. La. Yeah, he, all, 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 everything is that is in his head. He just wants to sleep with me in a haunted hotel room. I don't know what's the point of that. There's so many stories that he's supposed to tell us and share with us. But, you know, every, every now and then he just mentioned, uh, Kim, you, you promised me you're supposed to... Go sleep in this haunted hotel room, bro. Come on, lah. Well, you could, you could always try sleeping in a haunted cell. Yeah. Isn't it romantic that I'm trying to make a story with you? Whoa. 
Connection. You know, like, wrong. Ah, it's wrong. Connections. It's not romantic. It's wrong. Okay, I love this Okay, I wanted to. I wanted to ask. Have mm. uh, you ever visited the prison during the night? I mean, like your work. Obviously, you you have office hour, right? Do you have you ever visited the prison during, like you know, after the sun has set? No. Look, typically we um like civilian staff that means like you're not a uniform officer we don't tend to be there in the evenings at all because when the evenings prison kind of shuts down it's it's time to sleep time for people to kind of you know be in their cells so i don't really i've, I've never been in a prison when the sun is down i leave there very early in winter time when it's quite dark so sometimes it's still dark at around you know eight o'clock um but yeah it, it, there's just very they're not nice places to be in. I, I really don't like being in prisons. Okay. But I, I can maybe I can maybe I can share one story. Mm. Um, this is not really a story, but these these are stories that I've heard about kind of prisons, right? Mm. So in one of the in one of the northeastern prisons in in what maybe eastern in, in Western Australia, they have the story of a lady that wheels a um a tea cart. And, you know, she's this matronly old woman that has this cart filled with tea and biscuits. And they see her kind of rolling this cart down the, you know, the, the kind of like the pathways of this kind of huge outdoor prison. And in the same prison, they have sightings. Both, both prisoners and prison officers have seen a prisoner without any arms just kind of walking down a certain area. And you know what? It's, it's, it's sometimes the in the prison officer that is, you know, that, that, that hard man that, you know, doesn't, doesn't believe in anything. Mm. And then they'll say, yeah, I, I saw this. And yeah, it's, it's interesting. I mean, I don't have like, like specific stories of people telling me mm. a long tale of story, but there's a lot of like urban Sightings. legends associated with prison. Cause people, yeah. yeah. And in some cells, prisoners, especially um, indigenous prisoners in, in WA, where they often report being disturbed by um, spiritual forces from their kind of cultural from a cultural mm. standpoint, you know, um, I remember this one one tale where uh, a person committed suicide in one of the cells, and then after that, they kept getting the buzzer in the cell keep buzzing, buzzing when no one's in there. Mm. Right? They can look in the cell, they can see it, but the buzzer keeps coming, and it only stopped when they got an elder to come in to do some cultural ceremonies. That very night that he came in. The buzzing stopped. Mm. So you're still wow. gonna say the confession from Kenley Chow? It's a sound travel. But you see, because for me, there's there's nothing I can say with any degree of certainty. It's not like he said, you know what? I looked outside. I was wide awake, and I saw a man wearing a pink tutu walk outside my cell, um, dance a little bit, and then disappear through the wall. They're hearing sounds. You know, prisons are mm. are, are, are very large metal doors things kind of expand and contract at night when it's hot or cold i mm. like for me you know yeah. and, and i'm not again not saying that this person is 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 uh is again lying or that this is not paranormal but i think it can be quite easily explained yeah. um and i, I would probably want to hear from sonia next because i think i think she and i are in the same camp mm, she's smiling i'm getting a sense she's yeah, she's smiling. <laughs> I know, I'm right there with you. The white shirts, go white shirts. <laughs> so I, I wanted to say that I have been in a prison for, uh, not for, for doing anything bad, but I was invited to tour a prison uh, 
Yes, so it was not trespassing. Let me just say that. It was not trespassing. I was invited to tour a prison, and you're right, Joe, about the spaces being very large. They are compartmentalized into cells. They have yes. single cells, and they have group cells. Now, in the group cells of this particular place I went to, it had 13, 14 different beds in one large area, mm -hmm. and you're right about all these metal structures in it, from the doors to the screens, and, you know, it's just metal everywhere. And the way metal expands and contracts, I was going to say that, but you said it really. That's why I yep. was smiling, like you've done my job already. And, you know, it does make yeah, sounds. <laughs> it does make sounds um, in that with the changing temperatures. Now, um, having said that, having said that, being in these places, I, I've gone, I went daytime and then I went again uh, when it was dark. Completely different right. feel. And I've heard from mm -hmm. the the contractors of the place that they have had very supernatural experiences. And they can tell me, okay, when you walk in this area, tell me if you feel anything. Now, I have a tell when I go into certain areas, I get headaches. And without them telling me exactly where, I went one round and I came out and I told them, it was this block, this cell, wasn't it? And they went, yes. So... There mm. are areas and pockets of a very different kind of energy and I was able to pick up on it and that's why um, I went back in to uh, with some instruments this time to see if... Oh, wow. Yes, to see if I was, I was right. And Eugene can attest to this. It was communicating with me. Because very I clear. It's not even... A, it was not, there was no doubt of... Like maybe one second and then it stopped. It was minute long. Like we we had a she Sonia had a full on conversation with the entity. A phone? As you, are you talking about like an EVP? Uh, e, uh <clears throat> there was there was uh, no EVP. We did not do a recording on EVP, but it was a EMF, a deliberate uh one 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 spike for yes, two spikes for no. Uh, we did a whole okay. experimentation about looking at the surrounding and making sure that there is no. A fluctuation of other EMF sources mm. around. There were no she electrical. Passed, I was yeah. I will be standing at the very same spot where Sonia was standing, holding the same get, EMF device. He get no response. I get nothing. Then Until I, I take it, it her back. again, and then yeah. it then it started communicating mm. again. And then we checked really around weird. the area. We, there was no there was no uh, electronic devices. The part the, the whole building the power was off, so there could not be any EMF. Right. Yes. Yeah. Was it a male I mean, prison? Yes, it was. Okay. Nah, that explains it. It's, it's interesting, right? Like uh, uh, you know, like this. Uh, you know, if, if you if you think there were spirits communicating with the only female mm. in the group, yeah. I don't know. So, if in terms of walking around that night, you know, did I hear any sounds? Yes. You know what else I saw while I was there? There was a sudden flash of light, and I thought it was one of the boys and their flashlight. So I asked. I went looking around for them because I was walking around alone at some point, and then I I, mm -hmm. I was looking for the boys. We'd all spread out at some point, and I saw a sudden white flash go, and I thought, okay, it must be the boys with their flashlights. So I went to that area, and I started calling out to to the boys. And it turns out that everybody was outside the building waiting for me to come down. So I said, were any of you up on the second floor? And they went, no, we're all here waiting for you. And I said, but I saw a flash of light. Were you guys pointing your flash up? And they went, no, we're just standing outside waiting for you. So Car headlights? No. no. Where, okay, so where we were, no. it's too far away from the road. We're up on a hill. Right. And there's no other source of light. Mm. There was only, I mean, of there were several buildings and we were in one of the 
uh, last buildings closer to the foot of a hillside. Mm. And there was no way because okay. none of them were around. So there was no flashlight that's ruled out. It couldn't have been a car because there's no road nearby. And it was just me seeing this flash of light. This thing. Yes. Wow. And then again, you know, with the whole communication thing, that that was, you know, one of those things. And I'm very glad that um, that we were able to conduct a few things. Mm. But but there. other than that, uh, after you left the building, everything else was fine. Mm. You you don't you don't get sick, or there's nothing bad that happens to the team, or something like that. Your car don't broke down while having heading back, or nothing like that. No, thankfully. Uh, that, I mean that, that that's a good thing. I mean that's a good experience that you get to you know talk to. Yes, but then uh, after that, because uh, I, I continued on to somewhere else, that entire second expedition was jinxed from the very get go. So, wow. yeah, so I, we kind of thought, you know, it could have been the first one that had such bad juju to it that the second one just was not meant to be successful. I don't know. So, so that, would you say that um, that the experience that you had was, uh, it must be the, uh, the, it the, could be the, uh, it could be the bad energy. It could also have been, which we all, it, it, it could be the imagination. Or it could also, it could also be, Light reflected on some glass kind of a surface that that caused that that white light. It, it might be it might be a weather balloon. <laughs> are you are you making yeah swamp gas? I mean that's what the American government wants you to believe, right? <laughs> that's right. You guys all have to understand something. Just because I'm supposed to be the one with the more science slant like Joe, it doesn't mean that we don't believe. It just means that yeah. our first instinct always is to try and go with logic. And of course, we, you know, there are, it could be, it may be, but it is never definite. That's the point of having a discussion. And the beauty of having a discussion is that you're all allowed to have different views and yet hold and conduct ourselves with respect. So sometimes when I look mm. at comments that, that are taking, uh, some of the conversations that are taking place online, zero respect. You, Everyone is entitled to their belief. And just because I rather fall back to science first, it does not mean that I don't believe. I'm thrown into all sorts of situations mm. where I have no choice but to exhaust every single reason I possibly could and then come down to this last thing, right? Yeah. So I Naveen Network has asked asked the question. Yes. Um, have have I ever experienced any stories while working? Me personally, mm. no. But I've heard a, a door slam mm. in a um, building within the prison. Um, you know, again, I have no explanation for that. Um, alternatively, it could have been the wind. It could have been sound traveling again. But I've 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 definitely heard a, a door slam. Could it be in a, a standalone building? A disgruntled guy. <laughs> No, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I've got the key to that building, mm. and I know exactly who's in that building. And it's a, it's a, like a house, mm. but within the prison on the outside, within the prison oh. itself. And I heard, a, I heard a door slam in there, and I was, I looked at my colleague, and I was going, um, you know, you know, so and so, did, did you just hear a door slam? Because yeah, and we went in there and we looked around, and there, there was, there was nothing. Mm. Mm. So I don't know. So for Sonia, she likes to be able to ex um, expand or exhaust all possibilities before she'll admit it's the Hantu. For me, I subscribe to Occam's Razor. The simplest explanation must be the one. In this case, it must be the Hantu. And I have uh, to share with you some stories from the, the prison. Uh, I have not been to a, a live prison where, where uh, 
like you guys have been. But I was acting as a convict in a couple of my previous roles, and I've been typecasted as the 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 bad boy. I played the role of the pimp, the drug addict, the the prisoner, the convict, whatever. So this particular prison is uh, located in Chinatown. The prison is no longer there. The building still exists. Uh, it's behind Pearls Hill or in front of Pearls Hill. I'm not sure what building that is. You guys probably can remember it better than I can. Um, it's an old prison beside Yangtze Cinema. That's where it is. And when we were filming there, there was a master to come down to cleanse the place. And he would walk around, cleanse the place thoroughly, put talisman on different doors and say, do not go into this area. We have, I have negotiated a deal with the spirits for the areas that you can go and the areas that you cannot go. And he was very strict about that. Okay, these doors, these doors, these doors, do not break the seal, do not go in. And there's one particular scene where I have to be in the prison cell and I have to be there for some time because it was a, a very cinematic shot with the light on my, the bars on my face. And like, so it, it took a while. And if you know, um, filming and production, a five-minute scene on TV may take a few hours when you are there. And I was in the cell alone and I could sense and feel because I had to emote. And when you emote, you're letting, you're, you're like a beacon ex, ex, exuding this uh, level of energy. Mm. And I really felt <clears throat> there were, the, the cell was crowded. I was not alone. I could feel it. And obviously the crew was not in the cell with me because we were filming outside in and they were all next door. And at some point, I felt fear. Now, I was not in a mindset of fear. I was in a mindset of playing the role of my character. But it's almost like a subconscious level where your body's in flight or flight. I felt attacked, spiritually attacked. And when I walked out of the place, I was shaken. They said, mm. very good acting, very good acting. Um, <laughs> my, my back, right, had scratches. So how do you explain oh, that? Wow. Did you did you feel it when 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 that happened? No, I did not feel the pain. I did not feel, but I felt uncomfortable, as if I was oppressed. You know, like. But then I told myself, okay, maybe it's a small cell. This is how prisoners feel like. You know, you feel it's hard to breathe. But there's a difference between uh, conjuring that thought and feeling the difference when it's a spiritual attack. Because I've been doing this for some time, going to haunted places, so I get, I, I can, mm. I can discern the difference. And that moment of time, I felt attacked. And because I was on camera the whole time, I would I wouldn't have done this. You get what I mean? Like it would be very obvious. I, 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 I was wondering if like ah oh, itchy and it's like ah oh, you know could that have happened? I, yeah. <laughs> except except the line, the scratch mark was an unbroken line from the top to the bottom. And I I mean look at me. I'm not exactly very flexible to be able to even have my fingers touch each other uh, on, on the back. But for it to be unbroken lines down, that was yeah. yeah. And someone only pointed out to me because the singlet I was wearing was bleeding. Oh, so it, oh, it bled through that. So it wasn't just like raised welts of skin. There was actually a lot of, there was blood drawn. It's it's almost like fingernail go to your body and then you get like broken skin and some parts start to bleed. Did, did, did you do the, the, the Eugene approach to, um, Hantus? No. Like, did you first ignore it? No, but see, at that point in time, I, I, I wasn't as experienced as I am now, right? Uh, okay. yeah. Yeah. I, I, I was in the role of my character. I was acting. I was trying to okay. act my role. So it was not where I, I'm being faced with a situation where I could run. I was literally in a cell and we were shooting a scene. Yeah. 
So that was my experience with that building. And now it turns out, because I spoke to some of the the residents there, I know some people who have offices there. They say that in that building, what used to be a prison is now an office space. People will leave packet drinks and sweets outside the office Mm. because they have reported after six, right, sundown, you will hear chairs moving, cupboards moving, drawers opening and closing. And some people with a third eye could see children's spirit running around. So that's why they leave packet drinks and sweet outside to appease the spirits so that spirits don't come in and disturb them. I, I personally believe prisons are haunted. I, I As a belief, not, not as a, um, I've got evidence for it, right? As a personal belief, I think they, they do. You think about the amount of misery that is trapped in one spot, mm. you know? I, I've, I've been in a small little kind of like a ashram in the Himalayas for a month, right? Where I was doing yoga. And even that was difficult. And I knew there was an end date. Mm. Imagine being told you are not leaving that environment for the next five years. There's no holidays. Mm. There's no breaks. There's no nothing. You are in that place for five years. The amount of despair. And if you think of, of entities as negative, as, as, as negative energy, Negative energy hangs around negative energy. Mm. It attracts. Why would they it? not? Yeah. Very much so. Well, I didn't figure you for a sensitive new age guy. Yoga for a month? Mm. Yeah, yeah. And funnily enough, um, when the you know, little ashram that we, we, we stayed up in the mountains, um, the whole place was, was great. But there was one spot in the roof where I hung clothes out to dry. And I always, my spine always crawled whenever I hung my clothes there. Never saw anything, but there was a real sense of, you know, because nature is still nature there. You know, we, we, we don't have high, they don't have high-rise buildings mm. in, in, the, in the middle of the Himalayas, right? Mm. There's forests on both sides. There are snow leopards still trudging in amongst the wild, oh. right? And so there's a, there's a real a palpable sense of nature. And, and, and in an environment like that, guess what? As a human being... You feel very small. Mm. Yes. Mm. Yes. You are in the presence of very, I mean, it's greatness, right? All around you, abundance. And... Sorry, mm. we haven't asked Kim yet. Kim has been keeping silent all as well. Okay. Kim, sorry, sorry, Kim, go. No, it's, Kim, it's, no, sorry, it's, Kim. No, it's fine, it's fine. Because uh, one, I have, uh, I've never ended up in prison. I have visited prison, but I've never ended up in prison. So I do not know what it is in, in, in like. I was, I, I had visited prison when I was very, very young because my, my uncle, my late uncle used to work as a prison guard before. So that is the only time when he brought me in to actually um, visit it. Uh, I can only say when I visited the prison while with prisoners and guards and whatnot, uh, the prisoners are not as scary as the guards. That's all I can say. Um, <laughs> yeah, because like my late uncle is a very big man and f- because for me, he is a very big man. But when I see his colleague, it's even scarier. So <laughs> he his colleague is even bigger man, and so he'll be like, oh, you know, so so th- this uncle works here. So this uh this uncle is the uh the one who rotan lah. You know, when when you come in and you are not a good boy, this uncle will rotan you. And the uncle the uncle is huge, man. It's huge. So yeah, I guess that that's how uh the uncle set me straight for. You know, if I fucked up, don't get fucked up until I get end up in the prison. Uh, mm. I have nothing else to say about the story. Uh, although I do agree with a lot of comments um, mentioned in our live chat, whereby you know it's 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 a it's a place with a lot of bad 
vibes and negative energies and whatnot. Uh, even uh, Debbie always says, prisoners do things that a normal human wouldn't do. He creates this bad energy and attracts demonic entity, which I also think that it could be, apart from Joe mentioning about the misery and whatnot, I also <laughs> think that because of the evil that stays inside as human, somehow attracts the evil in spirits form to like mm. come and hang out like you know hey these are my buddies huh? because these are the ones that you know did the evil things mm. in the world so you know they they are they are here just mm. to hang out with their buddies and obviously that that place will turn to be um, mm. you know there i like what happen uh, i like what ray said about how the place is uh built to be a formidable structure, it is It is a no-nonsense kind of a place. It's all concrete, it's metal, it's kept, it's colours. There are no colours in this space, yeah. right? It's supposed to be very neutral ground. It's, it's supposed to uh, strike that that whole fear, that, that discipline. It is a very disciplined, it's a disciplined place. Mm. You go out black, you're supposed to come out white. And, and, and that plays with your psyche mm. as well. Mm. Yeah, uh, but but I, I had to break this... Uh... Uh, conversation as much as I want to keep it going on for any yeah. longer, but we we are we are out of time. But uh, yeah. we have we still have confession. Yeah, yeah. Let's go with uh, the next confession. What is it? This one, huh? Jap- Japanese, Japanese. Yeah, Japanese haunting by Chloe Yen, and this is voiced by Sonia Kurana. Elvin, take it away. Japan hauntings. I stayed in Osaka for a few years and experienced multiple encounters during my time there. I recall. One of the worst incidents I had was with Japanese dolls. It is real. Do not trifle with Japanese ghosts. While studying in Japan, I homestayed at a very old landed property. It had three stories plus an attic. The attic was dormant when I moved in. After moving in, the super old house would randomly smell of lovely jasmine flowers. And from time to time, the smell would suddenly waft past me. The second time I came across it, I didn't think anything was amiss. And then I started having nightmares. Something or someone clearly did not want me there. Most times I couldn't recall what I dreamt, except that they were all nightmares. And one day, she appeared in my dream. A thin, pale female with long black hair. She never spoke to me, but her contempt could be felt so strongly. She pointed beneath my bed and I looked down under. There lay some Japanese doll heads without their bodies. It felt as though she broke those dolls and left their heads there, as if to warn me. The scene freaked me out completely. I grabbed my stuff and ran downstairs, too scared to go into the attic again. I even asked the owners, who have stayed there their entire lives, and nothing has ever happened to them, nor have they seen anything out of the ordinary. Now, after four months of suffering in silence and endless nightmares, I finally moved out. Mm. Yeah. How was that? Nice. Sonia, give us a cliff notes for that, for those of the viewers who have just joined us and missed that story. Basically, it's about uh, a lady who had a dream and it's about these Japanese dolls. Now, when I was reading, because I narrated it and, I, and um, I read it, 
it doesn't have to be Japanese dolls. Any kind of dolls kind of freak me out at how real they look. And oh, okay. good night, Daddy. Oh, look at the men of the house. Oh, you have good. your oh. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, back to the dolls. Any kind of doll freaks me out. Uh, it's it looks too real, um, and it made me it it went it made me think of the Jelangkong test that I did during my Ujinali. Now, when we pretend that something is real, we are feeding life to it, some sort of energy to it in our belief. So for her to find headless dolls under her bed, no, 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 and uh, hell no. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, this this whole tradition with the Japanese dolls began a very long time ago. It was used um, in many of their festivals and, and stuff. So it has its own significance. To the Japanese, would it, would it have more significance to be used in this kind of, I don't know, black magic? Uh, I have, I, I'm not sure about its origins. But the fact that the, you know, reading it, I, I didn't like it. I'm sorry... Eugene, I know I'm supposed to tell people uh, about the story. So the story is this girl finds uh, headless Japanese dolls under under her bed. Uh, that's that's the crux of it, and that's the most important part. So, I mean, if I find a doll anywhere, oh. especially under my bed, this was going to freak me out too. Right. And I know, and and I know for a fact that one of us in Supernatural Confessions, usually not seen on camera is terrified of dolls. Terry fucking fight of dolls. He would... You cannot pay him enough to sit in a room full of dolls. Are you going to mention the name? <laughs> yeah. It's, he only gave hints. Yeah. Oh, okay. I, I, it, 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 it's, it sounds like... Uh, it sounds like Elvin and it ends with the cruise. <laughs> oh, oh, okay, okay, okay. Thank, thanks for the clues, man. I, I wasn't... <laughs> Can you can you can you give can I can I call a friend to 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 ask? Okay okay yeah yeah okay I, I'm not gonna like, I'm not I gonna like I'm not gonna say that is weird or whatsoever because I am another man that I would say I would not sit in a room full with those. <laughs> That is, you, you know that kind of door when, when when we were younger, your 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 sisters, I don't have sisters, but I, I have cousins that, yeah, when you put them lying down, they will close their eyes close and when you pick eyes. them up, they will they will open their eyes. Oh yeah. my goodness. Who the hell thought about that doll and think that, <laughs> give it to a kid, a kid will love it. What, what kind it's of to make mind it, it, you it's, have? It's about realism. You see, the thing is, it is... Okay, so when you think about the psychology of it, you, you don't want to buy the child a pet, you give them a doll. And you want them to pretend it's a baby. It's supposed to teach them responsibility. So, you know, you tapot, tapot, you try and put it to sleep. So you want the eyes to close. It is to be as close to and real as uh, an infant. Now, I don't know if any of you remember this. Who knows about Cabbage Patch Kids? The yeah, dolls? I do. Yes. Mm. Those were the most real dolls because they had the same weight. You could dress them up. They were the same size as infants. Those were the ultimate freak me out dolls. Uh, I uh, and, and for me, any dolls that look like human, even on the slightest bit, it's a big no no for me. I yeah. I, I mean I know I, I but okay, hang on a second. Any kind of doll? Yeah, what because uh, right now I like you guys to go and search uh, when you have the time 
for realdolls.com. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I wanted to say that uh, along the line after, but since seems like all my co-hosts already know what, where I'm going to, so I don't have to. Yeah. But I just want to put this information out uh, oh, to those that kind that is... of size doll can open and close no, eyes, no, right? No, no, no. Right? I, I, want, I wanted to say it's... Still... And legs too. <laughs> yeah, not only the eyes. Not only the eyes. Okay, okay. I, I didn't I, want to say that. Okay, I, 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 wanted, I wanted to say, I wanted to say, uh, me and a bunch of friends actually had this idea of, uh, before pandemic, we wanted to open up a club whereby you can actually whoa, whoa. rent this um, dose, right? For... <laughs> okay, oh, right. Whoa. Tell me more, right, kid. Wait, wait, wait. Chill, chill, chill. <laughs> you tell me chill, more. Chill, chill. So the idea was over uh, coffee, breakfast. Uh, this is breakfast. No, we are not even drunk. No. We're not even tipsy. No. Over coffee. <laughs> top of the morning we were talking about this we were like ah. i don't know where this is going it's actually okay. quite fun right it's actually quite fun so we were talking about it then we like is that what it's called yeah, fun yeah, yeah. okay some, the club is called fun yeah, that's what some men call it like so we were like we were looking at the cost <laughs> of the dough so it can go from fifteen thousand ringgit to 30 40,000 ringgit right well, so I like, guess ah. it depends on what you want it to yeah, do yeah. Choo, choo, choo. okay right it was just a plan when the pandemic started right but yeah. guess what happened Last month you got we... real people instead. No, they last were cheaper. No, last month. <laughs> last month, oh. uh, Taiwan actually started this club. Alama, you um, wait, you snooze, you lose, you see. Somebody, you could have been a millionaire. No wait. Yeah. Where where am I gonna where where am I gonna store the dolls with my Gundam? Is it? Kim. <laughs> why, Kim, why Kim. am I gonna tell you, my you, girlfriend you, when they like she like come in? Hey, oh. Why yeah. uh, you have now a different collection? Uh? Like, oh yeah, like, this one's Japanese also, la, like Gundam also. Yeah. So, <laughs> you, have say, call, you, ha- is, you have to call this from you have to call also, the club. <laughs> you have to call the club Kuchi Kuchi Kim. Kuchi Kuchi Kim. <laughs> uh, no, so, That's a perfect uh, name. I just want to share that the business is already out there and uh, it's, it's already started. Oh. So, yeah. You can always have your brunch, you know. Your yeah, I'm sure in coaching people will want to rent yeah. and share dolls, you know. I don't know, I probably won't want to share it, but uh, I mean, there's some people out there who would, so not judging. You know, this is very, uh, very, very lucrative market. You should go for it. You know what, Kim? We can take it offline. I might want to be your investor for yeah, this one. Yeah, yeah, I already thought, of the, I already <laughs> thought about the name. The name is called Dolap. Right. Dollop. Yeah, dollop, you know, when, you know, so like... Oh, is it dollop? Dollop of something else? No, the dollop, dollop of KY. Like, I mean, like, how, how, however you want to pronounce it. Oh my it, God, it so. would make sense. Dollop, D-O-L-L-O-P, a dollop of KY. No, I was looking at doll up. Like, you know, you doll no. up. Yeah, you yeah, doll I mean, up. The, the whole, if you play on the word, a dollop, a dollop, and in a place like that, you need KY, what? Uh, okay, now, okay, I, okay, I chop, chop, chop. I think we are straying too far from the. Okay, where? <laughs> my God. Oh my God. But I wanted to say that that kind of dose freaked me out already. Not, not, not the one that uh, we're talking about 15,000, 30,000. Yeah? I'm talking about the one that kids play, lie down, close their eyes. Mm, mm. And if I were <laughs> to have a dream of someone come and tell me pointed at a place that I sleep and I when I flip my bed uh, upside down and I see a storage full oh, of those head ah hell no man I'm not only leaving the house I'm leaving the country of Japan I no you know something Kim if you actually open that club and you ran it, imagine closing hour <laughs> when you have to clean the dolls and then stack them all. <laughs> okay. oh. Why are we, oh. why are we still then, there? Put, 
put in dishwasher. No. We, we, okay, I, I have I have enough money to buy the dose. I should be able to have enough money to hire people to clean it, right? <laughs> not not me and not me and go and you know um uh, take the, the brush. <laughs> Brush. Why? Why is there hand movements? Why? Uh, water pressure pump. No. <laughs> what is all, What is this? Kid? Okay, someone, someone asked a very important question on online. Why choose doll over real woman as wife? Um, that is actually asked by who is it? Suzanne. Suzanne, if you have asked that question, you're probably not married. Any married man will likely choose dolls over a real wife. I'm just saying for other people. Okay, um, first of all, there's uh, a, a lot less nagging. Uh, secondly, on demand. These are the two things I can think of. Now, uh, let's get straight to the next segment, which is... What's the next segment? Know your hantu? Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm, star I'm staring daggers. Uh, yeah, the next segment is Know Your Hantu. Uh, it's about Japanese doll, but I promise you, or I can say, hopefully, I did not put in the wrong pictures. Uh -huh. So... Uh, the next segment is called Know Your Hantu. Then after that, we can still continue to talk about the Japanese doll. So yeah, let's go to the next segment, Elvin. This week, Know Your Hantu. We're going to talk about Okiku. Okiku's story starts in 1918, when Japanese were still holding tight onto her beliefs, myths and fables. Japanese back then believed demons, ghosts, goblins and evil spirits roam free, harassing normal folks. Foxes were considered sacred and devoted animals like cows in India. Shaman, priests and monks are their go-to to solve their unexplainable mysteries and those, some of them were powerful instruments of magic. In 1918, Ikichi Suzuki bought a doll for his then two-year-old sister Okiku. The doll is about 40 cm in height and dressed in traditional kimono. She has a raven black hair and cut to roughly shoulder length. In the traditional okapa style, her eyes were piercing coals that seemed to swallow everything up in her gaze. It is indeed a mesmerizing and enchanting doll. Upon receiving the doll, it became Okiku's favourite doll. She played with it every day, took it everywhere and it became like her little sister. She would talk with it, feed it, sleep with it, practically never leaving the doll elsewhere. She likes the doll so much, she decided to name the doll Okiku, a mirror duplicate of herself. A year later, tragedy struck. Okiku died due to yellow fever. Even her last breath, the doll was still in her arm. The family wanted to bury the doll together, but due to governmental oversight, the doll was never laid to rest with Okiku. Okiku the doll was then located in the family's altar. A common practice in certain Japanese households to commemorate the dead. That is when weird stuff started to happen around the house. One random fine day, the family noticed that doll's hair was getting longer, which once was traditional shoulder-length cut, now a mangled mass of split ends reaching down past her waist. It was scruffy, different colours and texture. Okiku would peer in family members' dream 
just staring at them in the dream and from there it slowly moved on to lights flicking on and off banging of stuffs and strange noises and voices can be heard in the house over time town shamans concurred that indeed it was their daughter's soul trapped within the doll ever since the family learned to live with the doll until many many years later when the family was relocated to a different district the family approached the local temple and asked them to take care of the doll Knowing the power and the stories of the amazing doll, the priest gleefully accepted and started taking care of Okiku. That was about 80 years ago. Today, Okiku is located in her private shrine on display in a little wooden box in the Manenji Temple in the town of Iwamizawa, Hokkaido, Japan. To today, priests still take care of her trimming her ever-growing hair every now and then. Nope. Don't like it? Nope. I do not like that kind of doll at all. Look at her face. It's so sentient. No, yeah. Mm. And uh, whoever, whoever is it's telling me to like, hey, we have this tour to Japan, Hokkaido, whereby we're going to visit this shrine, I'm going to cancel that package of tour. No, no. Seriously, Akim, you're afraid of dolls, Yes, I am. Like afraid, afraid. Yes, no, no. I mean, I mean, like if you give it, give it to me, most probably I'll throw it away, lah. I mean, like I'm not, I won't be screaming like a little girl when you give it to me, lah. I mean, okay, but okay. Yeah. I guess the question I'm asking is, if we meet up and we're gonna do a courage test, and you end up with the one with a doll. Yes. Yes. See, you see, you see. Look at Joe. Look at Joe. I mean, I mean, I do not know why. What's up with with him and and whatever? I'm I'm feared of. Okay, uh, Eugene, continue. <laughs> Would you like? I mean, would you be able to uh, conjure up the courage to go through it? I mean, okay. was that like a straight no for you? What do you want me to do with the doll? Though? Uh maybe just sit in a room with a doll, <laughs> right? For yeah. for just thirty minutes, communicate a doll and try to in that thirty minutes get any um, reaction from the doll, whether it moves, whether it has EMS spike or an EVP. Compared to what? Compared to I mean. I don't know. I wasn't thinking of anything else. I just yeah, think of I mean, like, I mean, like, I mean, like, if you are asking me, I, I, it's either that or you sit, uh, you sit in the aquarium with an alligator. And of course, I would, I would sit with a doll because you know the alligator would bite me, man. You would rather go to doll than alligator. You put yeah. me in a room with cockroach. I would still go with alligator. Uh yeah no uh, I mean I mean uh, yeah compared to what do you put me through la, I mean like um yeah I would I would. <laughs> I would, yeah, depending okay. on what. So you're not that afraid of it, lah. Yeah, depending you, on you're what, still yeah. okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. So about dolls, anything else you want to add, Sonia? No, uh, it has a, a very interesting history how this doll even came about in Japanese culture. So um, I did a bit of reading up on my own as well. Uh, you know how there's this belief that when you have something that looks very lifelike and mm. you're basically... Mm allowing energies to inhabit it because it looks lifelike enough mm. for the entity to to inhabit and, and to take that shape. Mm. Mm. That in itself, that belief has been around even in Islam and I know about it because I hear it, it's spoken about. Um, it's spoken about and so having, having said that, if you're praying to a doll and you have that entire belief in, in this thing and it's continually perpetuated the way it is in American culture, like with Chucky and, and Annabelle, why do we fear these things yeah. so much, right? Because it's perpetuated and it's continually anchored in our psyche because all we do is talk about it and 
mm. uh, attribute it to coming alive and killing us. But I'm sorry that that doll okay. needed needed a better haircut and conditioner. I don't want to. I don't. Okay. I I don't want to. I don't want to say something like that now because Okiko is still in Japan, right? And what I wanted to say, uh, that that the the priests when they actually take the doll, they actually take mm-hmm. the they actually snip some part of her hair and actually uh, send it to the lab to get it tested, and the result came back. It was indeed a hair of Human a child. Hair. Of a child, yeah. yes. Mm. So, so think about this, mm. huh? Think about this. We, we wear wigs sometimes. Not we. I mean, humans. Whatever. <laughs> we wear wigs. That's made of real hair. What about making dolls with real hair so that you have? It, it's very uh, lifelike, right? So with the hair, does hair continue growing after we die? Now, there have been instances where they dig up graves and they find that nails continue growing, hair continues growing. Could that be the case with this doll? That somehow the hair continues to grow. But there will be no follicles, there will be nothing for the hair to grow. I know, but think about it. There have been cases where when they exhume bodies, they find that the nails are very long and then the hair has grown. How do you explain that? From my understanding, it's not the hair and the nails that grow, but actually the shriveling up of the skin and the desiccating of the body actually pulls the flesh away from the nails mm. and makes it look like it's a little bit longer. And the same thing with the hair. I think that's what's happening with, yeah, because that, I mean, such stories, I think, gave birth to the legends of zombies and vampires. And yeah, but, but, right? but you open it up. You couldn't explain that to the door, right? Yeah, the door continuing what? to have its hair grow. Yeah. But I, I, is it is it really? I mean, I caught... Remember, it's 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 in the shrine, yeah. right? It's locked up. Who has access to the shrine? And of course, it would people it would who... serve it would serve the shrine well to say these things, isn't it? I can see what you, yeah. Oh, it's about the right money. money. Mm. Okay, it's money involved in spirituality. Quite a lot of money involved. Someone's asking so... about Wax Museum. Now, speaking of dolls, and you have now lifelike dolls uh, in Wax Museum. I, I honestly don't like inanimate objects that look lifelike. Just creepy as hell because everything about it looks real. But at the same time, you look at the eyes and everything is then mm. very dead. And if you believe in spirituality yeah. and how a lot of idols become home to spirits, then I would imagine a wax museum would be a holiday camp for a holiday resort <laughs> for the entities. You're actually very correct, um, um, Eugene. I think the science behind it is because they look so lifelike, right? As human beings, we're primed to um, look at faces and find out emotion. Mm. We, we, we're primed to connect with anything that looks vaguely human, has a face and all that. Mm. Yes. And so with a doll, there's a, there's a, there's a sense of, of a static um, um, feeling about it because the expressions don't change. Mm. And it's and extremely so we have disconcerting. Something there. It's very disconcerting. Exactly nothing's moving it's like a dead body mm-hmm. and so as a human being we're saying there's something right in front of me it's lifelike it's human but i'm getting i'm getting no communication from it. i'm not connecting with that mm-hmm. and that contributes to a sense of 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 disconcertness mm-hmm. you know we don't want to even look there so i think that's what happens with dolls but i can tell you i hate dolls i don't like that um that doll doesn't need a um conditioner that doll needs Fuel and a match, <laughs> and and then set a light. Now with hair, I, I, I with, don't like dolls. Hair that dry, you don't need the fuel. 
Yeah, you don't need that. But, you know, I, I've got a little girl, as people have seen before. So I've been like uh, exposed to a lot of dolls. So I think I've, I've, I've dropped my, yeah, my, my fear of dolls. I'm not that scared of dolls anymore. I used to be really, ugh, hated it. <laughs> okay. But now I have my own doll collection, so it's not a problem. Realdolls.com. <laughs> Do you get the Mandy one or Sasha one? I thought Sasha the version two was actually quite good. <laughs> no, no, I prefer I, I I I I prefer Chloe with the opposable thumbs. Oh, okay. That that she she's really um yeah. Does it come in four speed, group. four speed uh, change, uh changeable um vibrator? Yes, definitely. The mm. fact that you all know uh, vib- so much about it really scares me. Vibrate and suction. Yeah. Ooh, you got a higher end one. Very premium. Very good. That's right. Yeah, the end is very there's, high. There's yeah. one. There's one that is built in with AI voice recognition. Ah, How do you know about this kind of thing? You're disgusting, Kim. Kim, 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 Kim you go to a different level. Why you say things like that? Yeah, yeah. Ah, see that. It's like I don't even know we, you we, anymore. <laughs> yeah, we 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 just talk about this. You go all yeah. the way over there. Why? <laughs> Jesus Christ! AI. Very 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 hard to do show like this, like. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know whether it can last until October end or not, like. Very hard, like. <laughs> I, I don't know, like. I just don't know, like. Even even continue, like. Even... <laughs> yeah. Very very cross, like. Very cross. Okay, up next we have Genting Highland by Umi and this one is voiced over by Bella Schwer. Let's take it away, Owen. Genting Highland by Umi Hayahuda. I was like two months pregnant when I went there to take a short break. Nothing unusual during the drive there, the process of checking in was fine. I also made sure all the lights in the room were working before I did anything else. Everything was okay on the first day. I truly enjoyed the coldness of the weather and the food. My hubby and I started feeling tired and went to sleep in the master bedroom about 10 that evening. I remember telling my hubby to keep the bathroom's light switched on in case I needed to use it at night. He agreed but said that the toilet door must be closed. So I agreed and we both went to get some sleep. Not long after falling asleep, I jolted awake. There was a lady in white sitting at the edge of my bed. Surprisingly, there was no fear at all. Unlike some experiences I heard of, where people were so scared during their paranormal sighting, I could see her just sitting there. Her face wasn't that hideous. Like a normal face, but pale. At that time, she lifted her finger slowly and then pointed at my tummy. Baby girl she said. Then she ran out of my hotel room. I got up and chased after her, down a spiral staircase, but just after one turn, she's gone. Bemused, I went back to my room and back to sleep. When I woke up the next morning, I was still amazed at what happened. I didn't know whether it was a dream or did it actually happen. If you're wondering, I ran after her because I wanted to know how she knew that I'm pregnant with a baby girl. And guess what? I did give birth to a baby girl, a healthy baby girl, seven months later. Till now, that incident is still crystal clear in my memory. Who was she? And how did she know the gender of my baby? Having said that, I don't really want to know. Oh, I like it. 
it has a nice happy mm. ending. I was half expecting in the middle of a story for it to be in a, a, yeah. a miscarriage or something. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I think I think we we should have started this before we pass it on to Sonia and Joe because I already can I already have the answers in my head. Ah, okay. Uh, so I I wanna I wanna start it with saying that again. Um, for those that have already watched uh our show before, we have mentioned this. Uh, also, uh, a few times before this, uh, whenever you see something like this, it's not always the bad thing that is lurking around, that is mm. you know, out there to, to haunt you, to hurt you, to bring pain, misery to your life. No, sometimes they are just there, you know, and but they don't they don't harm you or anything. Like this particular story by Umi, mm. whereby she saw a lady and when she saw that lady, she knew the lady was was not supposed to be there. And uh, but she said she is not scared when she saw the figure, uh, and she doesn't look hideous at all, which is not uh, you know not ugly, not scary, no nothing long hair or whatsoever. And the lady just pointed at her tummy and said, "Baby girl," and the girl took off. So she wanted to know who was that lady. So she chased after the lady. So actually in the story, I remember it was, uh, she ran after her until a uh, staircase, I think. Then after that, you know, she, she just disappeared. And so she, she came back, nothing happened to her. Then after that, a few months later, she gave birth to a healthy baby girl indeed. So uh, I think, although I, I believe, I bet that this story happens many, many years ago. I still want to congratulate hmm. uh, Ubi on the newborn. Uh, maybe it's not newborn mm. anymore now. It maybe have grown up to be a, a very <laughs> fine lady. But yeah, I, I mean, okay, uh, about Genting Highlands, I bet there's a lot of us here have stories to share about Genting Highlands. Uh, you have heard about Genting Highlands and there are so many stories. I, I know Eugene has one. But I wanted to say on behalf of those people who work in Genting Highlands because I have a brother who work in Genting Highlands. Uh, for him, uh, never anything weird happened to him. Uh, I, uh, I asked him for further explanation. He, he said, the stress of working here is scary enough, so I don't need ghosts to scare me. <laughs> so yeah, that is Genting Highland as uh, for the employee there. So Eugene. Okay, so the one story that uh, I know, and this one is not my personal story. My personal story isn't as scary, but I'll share with you the one that was actually uh, shared with me by a confessor. Um, she stayed in a room along with her boyfriend, he went down for holiday. And um, every night when she was in the room, because they stayed there for like four days, five nights, uh, it's, it's, it's like a after exam, uh, getaway, and they, they stayed there. Uh, because, well, I guess it's the only thing that a teen, teenage couple can afford. Every night when she stayed there, she had a dream of a man uh, trying to strangle her, trying to... to, to uh, uh, assault her and she'll wake up she would uh, find um, like you know um, like bruises on the body uh, unexplainable not painful at all and then there's, as the longer the night she stays there she has more vivid and vivid a dream and in the dream in the final uh, on the last night she dreamt that the man was in a fight and the, the times that she thought the man was trying to assault her was actually the man trying to wake her up calling for help it's almost like shaking her, calling for help, right? And then she wakes up. Second night, she wakes up. Third night. <laughs> wow. Wow. What kind of effect What's is that? What's going on? My light, mm. my light just flickered. It's self brighter than normal. Ding, ding. Anyway. Okay, anyway. Is it still fl- 
it's still moving. There's, there's stuff happening in your end. And someone said, someone saw somebody standing behind one of us. Is it my room or whose room? <laughs> hey, don't, 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 don't do this, guys. Okay. I think it must be some electrical malfunction, new house and all that electrical work, you know, something totally rational. Okay, so I was talking about the story, right? And she dreamt that in the last night, the man got stabbed and he died on the spot. And the guy covered the body and hid it under the, the bed. And it was only discovered by the next tenant because the body has decomposed and it smelled really bad. So when she woke up the next day, she felt very disturbed and she felt a very strong need to find clues that her dream is not just a dream. When she moved the bed on that same spot where it was in a dream, she found a pool, a red, a red stain on the carpet or a stain on the carpet. So uh, was that the ghost trying to get help? And then it becomes a recurring timeline or what she saw was uh, a remnant of residual energy that she managed to tap on as a as an unconscious psychic energy psychic power was it was the was the stain wet no it was dried already so it has been there for some time and then when she go down, to the, yeah, she yeah. Go down to the hotel and say what's that stain can you remove it and the lady was like yeah. oh that room ah. yeah we tried to remove the stain cannot stain remove with it but at times the stain still come back you know there's trouble when they go, oh, that room. That, that's when you, you know, no, I need to change rooms right yeah. now. Give me another freaking room. But she only went to find out on the on the night, on the day they checked out. Mm. Okay. Oh, oh, okay. You know what it is? Someone goes, oh, Eugene, who's your friend behind you? It's really funny, Eugene. You, the, the headphones that you've got on, right? Yeah. The reflection, it looks like there's a pair of eyes right to your left shoulder. Yeah. Yeah, it looks like a pair of eyes right there. That is creepy as fuck. Oh, right, man. Yeah, you're right. It is creepy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. I don't know what's going on my end, but there are all sorts of shadows moving around my side today. I keep looking there. There's, I don't know what the hell. And then something just moved in front. Oh, my goodness. What Something's happening on? today. Okay, I want to get uh, back no. to the story. Now, okay, go ahead. 50-50 chance. When you look at a, a pregnant woman, everyone's going to try and touch your belly or try and guess the gender of your child. I was five months pregnant when I went off to the US for a holiday, be with my mom, and everyone was trying to guess the gender of my baby because I'm, I'm a small-sized girl, so whenever uh, uh, I'm, I'm pregnant, and I've been pregnant four times, my last one was with my son and he was a big, you know, a big baby. And I carried very big and very high. So I had people try and guess all the time. And in this case, I thought, I think that's what it was. The lady looked at her. She could have been um, a maandam who's very used to looking at bellies mm. and saying, I'm, I, I recognize that shape because, you know, from her experience, number one, number two, uh, pattern and mm. Uh, and uh, old wives' tale. We've all heard this. Oh, you know, if you carry high, it's a it's a girl. If you carry low and wide, it's a boy. Now it's a 50-50 chance either way. If she looks at you and she says, "Ah, that's a boy," and then you have the girl. You're not going to think about it. But because of that sheer coincidence, you didn't know the sex of your baby. And when you finally had the baby, it was a girl. Of course, you're going to go back and think, "Aha, that lady said I was going to have a baby girl." Mm. And as for her just disappearing suddenly. You know, with staircases, don't forget, in sta a staircase can go down. It can also go up because it wasn't stated in the story whether it was uh, something that just went down. So she may have looked down. The lady may have gone up or she could have walked really fast. 
I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be affected by this story very much because I've been in a position where I had 101 people take a look at me and try and guess the gender of my baby. Guess what? It was 50-50. I mean, I knew the sex of the baby because I was going to the states to shop, but that's besides the point. It was fun for people. It's like if I had a dollar for every time somebody tried to guess the gender of my child, I'd be rich. <laughs> uh, but yes, okay, uh, true. The 50-50 guessing is true. Uh, running up the staircase and disappear is true. But if you're sleeping in the middle of the night with your husband and suddenly a girl came in and sit next to your bed and... <laughs> Tell you, isn't that? I'm gonna tell you something, okay? Because I'm the only one here that has been pregnant. Unless you know your beer bellies are gonna. Uh, if I have to guess whether you're having a boy or a girl in your beer belly, anyway. That is a low shot. <laughs> because I'm the only one here that has delivered babies. Yes. I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you that our hormones wreak havoc with us. We have sleepless nights. We have hot flushes, and then we have immense drives. But besides, that's besides the point. Sorry, I immense would, drive. What I drive? Would, I would sit, yeah, I would get up, I have to go pee because, you know, Car? baby's Car? sitting on the bladder. But what Ambition? I'm saying is that we are... Mm. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I, I, I don't yeah. want to hear about the pee. I want to go back to the immense drive. Tell, tell me, ask more about that. Yeah, what was so immense about it? You'd have to drive? get me pregnant to find out. Anyway, so the my point is this. For, for a pregnant woman, it is a very tumultuous time. I would get up in the middle of the night, go to the toilet, and then have difficulty going back to sleep. And a lot of things happen with our imagination, as you know, with our hormones and, and all of that. I'm saying that if you're in a semi-sleep state, having gone to the toilet or you're suddenly awake, you're not here, you're not there. So much room for that imagination. And, and, and it's all fired up. There's hormones driving it. You're thinking of thousand and one thoughts. There's a whole bunch of things that can happen. You know that nine months that a woman is pregnant, by golly, if there was an island where pregnant women could go for nine months to be alone or to be supported by other women, it would do so well. I want to take this opportunity mm. to thank my mother for bringing me into the world. <laughs> um, she might not hear this uh, but unless I play it back to her, but mm. I want to take this opportunity to thank my mom. I know I've... I have uh, done really, really bad thing. I mean, like this is this is not even a good thing to say, but yeah, I have uh, torn your <laughs> pussy apart uh, for bringing. Oh, 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 I just wanna, oh, I just wanna say. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, I don't hear about Kim's mother's pussy. <laughs> oh, what's wrong? What's wrong? What's wrong? Isn't that part of the the childbirth? Unless you're. They were all. Then. They were all. Yeah, they all had. Uh, they were all oh, born by oh, C-section. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I, my I mother says she found me at a tong sampa. <laughs> Kim, I have to say, ma, ma, I have, ma, ma. I, uh, sorry, I just have to interrupt there because he said tall in a part. Now let me tell you something. What tearing are you talking about, Adoy? I mean, I mean, yes, I mean, I mean, like when the doctor, like, I mean, like. I mean, I mean, a head of a baby <laughs> coming out of day. I mean, it has to be torn some part, right? Even the doctor it's will like. Elastic. Can you stop saying torn and pussy? Can you stop <laughs> saying? I mean, yo, and yeah, oh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know how rumors gonna happen? You know what, bro? 
Eh, Kim Thor is mother's pussy, man. This is not what's gonna happen. Okay lah. And then I cannot play to my mother already lah. <laughs> Imagine what will happen, what kind of conversation I have with my mother. Oh, you go tell people in Singapore, you tear my pussy ah. <laughs> Oh, okay. your mouth now, ah. so. <laughs> Oh my god! And then we, we... <laughs> and then we can go back now... to size, okay? There is there is an exercise that women can yes, do. Yes. If you want to know, yes. PM me. I will teach you. Ah, uh, okay. The women can PM me. Uh, <laughs> but what I'm, what I'm trying to say here is obviously, obviously, bringing a child into the world. <laughs> It has done damage, right? Maybe you should apologize to the father, to your father as well. <laughs> While we're on that note, you know? Ah, uh, okay, okay, okay. I'm, I'm, okay. Gonna, I'm gonna just say uh, thank you, mother. That's all. <laughs> and then just stop here, okay? Yeah. Just stop here. Yeah. Just stop here. Joe, uh, Joe has already looked now, 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 Joe don't even wanna, don't, want, don't even wanna consider whether I, I don't know whether I should be. <laughs> <laughs> Joe, you have to be careful, okay? He has that sort of power. <laughs> Just worry. Don't look really good. Because Joe, keep your head. His head is this large, okay? So you gotta take that into consideration, bro. <laughs> now, let us get to the promo for today's feature. Elvin, take it away. In that house, uh, first night, second night was okay. And then the third day, not night or day, uh, normally college students, we uh, we have our afternoon chill at home or we sleep in the afternoon. So whenever that he's home, uh, if he sleeps, he cannot. If I sleep, I cannot. So we cannot press. La. So like when we sleep, uh, sleep on the floor, like facing the wall. Uh, when I face the wall, I sleep. I, I can feel like something pressing me from behind. And then it tekan you, but it push you towards the wall. It's like, oh, you're getting nearer to the wall. There's one night, uh, I was doing my assignment, I think two or three in the morning. And then my music was on very, very loud. But I still can feel, uh, hear the knock at the door. You know, three knocks. Tuk, tuk, tuk. I thought, eh, maybe I misheard. Lah. Okay, I just ignore. It happens again. And the third time I went and opened the door, there's no one there. Three knocks, freaking loud, but it's no one there. And I went downstairs, went to every single room that uh, my my housemates were in. I asked them, are you looking for me? Is it? you looking for me? Is it? And they said, no, leh. nobody looking for you. And I ignored. And went, went back to my room again and continued my assignments. And then the knock came, came again. Oh, this story about this story from <laughs> Timothy. Uh, it's happening tonight, 11.30 is our YouTube feature for this week. Timothy's story, I heard it, it's all 12 minutes long, uh, produced uh, and interviewed, right, in the, by Kim. Right, uh, this friend from Kuching who was studying in Kuala Lumpur. And this one is a very attention-seeking ghost. And most times, I, uh, if you have been watching Supernatural Confessions, we'll tell you that the four things you need to do or the five things you need to do, first one, Ignore the hantu. Someone disturb you, just ignore it. Second one, politely tell the hantu, please don't disturb me. Third step, when the hantu still disturb you, you fuck the hantu and say, hey, stop disturbing me, ah, can you And the hantu should be. Don't, 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 don't fuck the hantu, please. <laughs> <laughs> 
yeah. And the fourth one is if the hantu still attacks you after you scolding it, then apologize. And the fifth one, according to some uh, Thai belief, you, as a man, if you pull your pants down and you flash the hantu, it will scare away a lot of entities. But for this particular guy, Timothy, in fact, he he goes around when the hantu is trying to make itself known. He says, I cannot see you, but I know you are there. And when he says that, his entire body breaks into goosebumps. And this is actually oh, a very good confession because it seems to me that either the hantu is following him from the different rooms, that he, the different houses he went to, or he seems to be a magnet for all these hantus. Right, uh, Kim, you give us more info because you interviewed him. There's some of these things that did not make it to the show. Tell, tell us some behind-the-scenes story. Uh, actually, uh, this story happened when Timothy is in Kerala, Kuala Lumpur, but now he's back in Kuching. So he reached out. I think he saw one of our video and said he wanted to talk to one of the, one of us, lah. So yeah, so we went to. I went to talk to Timothy, and Timothy t- tell me this story whereby. But the the ending part of the um, story that we usually know if there is hauntings like this or, or, or sightings like this. Like for example, you would go to Bomo, you would go to a priest, you would go to a spiritual healer to to get things away, right? Um, yeah. Then usually there will be rituals, chants, prayers, and whatnot. Uh, what happened to Timothy and how mm-hmm. uh, he, he did seek advice from somebody. Lah. And what did that somebody actually tell him to do was actually quite unusual uh, because I've never heard about it. Uh, if you want to know more, you got to go to the YouTube full video in just a short bit. And also, I wanted to say to somebody who actually mentioned that, um, can we bring tonight uh, live uh, until midnight? Um, maybe not tonight, but we promise you at the end of October, we will take it as long as you want with the segment called Ask Me Anything. That's right. Oh my god. If you have been with us from 2019 or 2020, you know, the end of our season finale, we usually give you guys a little bit special. We stay a bit we stay online a little bit longer and we the show is over. There's no more confession. It's just the four of us shooting the breeze and having you guys post message and we will answer everything. We are we we will so no start, but... they they should start thinking about the questions that they want yes. to ask us. Yeah, yes. yeah. And I do and su- formulate a plan. Yeah, I they do can suggest ask that whatever they want, right? I do suggest that uh, our hosts be those who are allowed to drink be drinking at night because it's going to be a wild night. Whoa! Mm. And then somebody, okay. somebody say, "Ask me anything." Kim might not end too well, knowing that there is <laughs> nowhere he will go. Ah uh, yes, ah uh, yes. Uh, but but we gotta set some ground rules. Away by the ground rules, like cannot all question ask me lah. I have to ask Joe lah. I have to ask Sonia, I have to ask Eugene, right? So like, yeah. Cannot, they didn't ask me last year, I told them everything already. Nothing new. They all no, know my they life. Are, but, so, but they are new, they are new viewers, ma. Not not everybody is not not everybody asks you something, alright? So they are that's new true, ones. That's true. Yes, and we must also reserve the right to answer or not, right? Is that is that correct? No, that's where it's called AMA. It's ask me anything. You have Yeah, to you ask me anything, but I don't have to answer what? Whoa. You can ask. Potong steam, la Sonia. Potong steam la. No, there okay. are some things I, I, I cannot talk about. I, what? Okay, okay. I, I I lead a very very boring life, so there's yeah. nothing. Another <laughs> boring boring life. Hey, anyway, hey guys, it's eleven thirty one already. Let's say our goodbye so that we can move on to the the, the featured show. 
Let's go with, uh, as always, Joe, Sonia, Kim. I'll take, I'll take the last. That was so traumatic. I even forgot what my tagline is. <laughs> that was something about me. some, yeah, something about questions and answers, and then there's nothing to question or an answer. So <laughs> have a have a good night with your answers and questions, everyone, tonight because there's going to be no questions <laughs> and there's no answers. <laughs> See you later. Sonia. <laughs> I... Good evening, good morning, goodbye. Uh, I'm Kim. Uh, although I've mentioned a lot of things on the show and uh, seems like everybody oh, yes, have. Have still, are still talking about it and seems like my mother's pussy is now going to make a line as well. Oh. Um, yeah. But I'm going to say whatever you don't see doesn't mean it is not there. This does not include my mother's private part. Huh? Please don't, don't put that in the line. Thank you very much for watching, ladies and gentlemen. Now to Sonia. I'm super <laughs> rational. Full stop. And for tonight, all I want to say is do take note that Kim's head is this big. <laughs> Good night, everyone. We'll see you guys next week. <laughs> Head straight Thanks, to our guys. YouTube feature 11.30 right now. Timothy is talking about it online. It's the attention-seeking goals of Kuala Lumpur. Bye. Good night, everyone. Bye. Ciao. Bye-bye. What did you find? You are listening to Supernatural Confessions.